Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today across the glass from me. And uh, it's at this point I would say hello, Gordon. But uh, Gordon's not currently sitting across from me. I have missed the safely social distancing open. I know, I know. I've been trying to, to figure out how I'm going to kind of mold that because I don't think I've found something that that feels right. I kind of like the the idea of a preamble for the show, you know, introducing everybody and that whole thing. You know, I, I, I kind of dig that. Uh, but I don't know if, if what I've arrived at, I, I'm quite digging, if you know what I mean. So, I don't know. Work in progress. Uh, Gordon Monson is here. Hello. Hello, Jake. What's going on, Gordon? Doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm... Uh, Extremely tired, but I'm going to try not to let that affect my work product. In fact, I here's my promise to the both of you that this is the last you're going to hear of it. First, Austin doesn't want to hear it, period, because uh, he was on the playoff overtime show last night and was on the air until? Uh, one twenty. Okay. So up late? It was an hour and 19 minutes, the show. All right. And we started at what, 12, 15 ish? So. That sounds about right. And powered through a bunch of calls. We, it, was, it was a blast last night. That's awesome. It's a fun show. Yeah, that's great. All right. Remember, always listen to the playoff overtime show after the post game show, after the game, which is uh, bisected by the halftime show, which is all after the pregame show. Which is usually after Maybe the yeah, show. Which true. is usually after the big show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, you know. Uh, We have a lot to do today, Gordon. Uh, The Jazz, even the series. Uh, You wrote about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell made his return. There there are a plethora of storylines from the game and ways to look at this series going forward. So we'll we'll dig into that. Plethora. I do not think you know what that means. You like that movie Three Amigos? It's so long ago that I saw it. I think I did. Uh, I don't know if that movie, Austin, help me here. Uh, I don't know if that movie is just nostalgic for me. Like, I really, I, I saw it when I was very young. It was like one of those things where my neighbor, the kids at my, you know, next door neighbors, uh, my friends were into it. And I watched it in the neighbor's house. I think of it so fondly, but I haven't, I'm like Gordon, I haven't seen it in a while. And sometimes when you go back and watch those types of movies, you're like, well. It wasn't as good as I thought. This, this was not funny per se, but I feel like that 
I mean, the the scenes I remember from it, like the the singing bush, yeah. it's like the funniest stuff ever. <laughs> See, you know, it's funny you mentioned the singing bush. I was literally just about to say everything has held up really well for me except the stupid singing bush. The invisible swordsman That's or whatever. That's so good. Is, we all fired up. <laughs> when, Why when, didn't you when fire did you, up? When did you last go back and watch it? Oh, I watched it a couple you, months ago. Oh, yeah, really? Years yeah. and years so it's and fresh. years. But I mean, those three actors—Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and and uh, Martin Short—are all very funny people. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, you want to talk basketball? Sam Amick uh, is going to be on the show today, as he well, by is the way, on Thursdays. Remind me real quick. What was the show that you said last? You told us last night during the game that I had to see that I hadn't seen. Oh, Best of something. Oh, uh, best in show. Best in show. Yeah, okay. we were uh, off the air with uh, Tim yeah. Lacombe, who will be on the show at five. We were um, uh, we were talking about Christopher Guest movies, and that's the best of the bunch. Well, that's my favorite. Uh, but that that I mean, that's a hotly debated topic because there's there's various opinions. I be, I bet you if you asked Austin, which his favorite Christopher Guest movie is, it would likely be different. Might be different. Who Chris Guess? Yeah. Oh, uh, gall. Maybe were you saying Best in Show? Best in Show is probably my favorite. Although A I, Mighty Wind is I pretty dang good. I love A Mighty Wind. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, Waiting for Guffman is great, and then of course Spinal Tap started uh, it all. I think it's funny that the band in Spinal Tap is is one of the bands in A Mighty Wind. <laughs> I think I'll go with A Mighty Wind. But that's, you talk about nostalgic movies that were funny at a time in your life. I don't know if I'd watch it again and think it was as funny as I did when I was 13. Because that's when I saw it, when I was just a youngin. Hmm. All right. Eugene Levy's character, though, in Best in Show is maybe one of the funniest characters ever. And Gordon, you've I, not seen Best in Show? I have not, but I love Eugene Levy. Oh, he's so that funny in this movie. He literally has two left feet. <laughs> okay. Wow. He says at one Is that point. A thing? He says at one point in the in the movie. He says, "Yeah, I don't dance." Or, no, it might not have even been about dancing or something. He says, "I don't do that." He says, "I have two left feet," and he says, "No, really, I have two left feet." When I was growing up, my, people used to call me Loopy. It used to walk in circles. Would it be easier if you had two left feet to turn right? Oh, um, I suppose so. Right, that'd be easier. To turn right, then it would be to turn left. He, he says, I can't dance. I can't dance. I've got two left feet. And Cookie says, oh, I thought he was joking. Yeah. He's but like, he really, No, I really was born and, with two left feet. And his his wife, like on this journey, I guess, they continue to run into his wife's ex-boyfriends. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really funny. All right. I'll check it out. A little recommendation for all our listeners. Uh, Christopher Guest is married to, yeah, yeah, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. He is? Oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Born in, or born, married in 84. That's a long Hollywood marriage, yeah. Wow. So that's the one. What, has he been, he's been in front of the camera too, hasn't he? He's in all his own movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. He's it's the it's that British humor. It's that it's just a little snarky. 
and uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, and un- uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Snarky is such a good word, isn't it? Snarky. Snarky. There's no other word like that one. All right, should we dive in to the split story? Should we Should we get into the game last night? You know, the reason people are tuning in. The movie zone is uh, on Thursdays, though. Tune in. Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, tonight, in fact. Can we get a preview of the poll question, and then we'll dive in? Uh, poll question this week is the most suspenseful movie you've ever seen. Suspenseful. Suspenseful. All right, we'll give some thought. Maybe we'll answer that later. Movie zone at 7. Okay. You ready, Gordo? I am ready. Let's get into it. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Brooks attacking Gobert to the rack, goes up, blocked by Rudy. Hubris is not your friend. Conley, left-hand drive in the lane, kicks out. Donovan's first shot of the night. tell you it was good donovan working brooks at the top comes off a favors pick pulls into three gets fouled and hits oh and he's high stepping back the other way clapping fired up kyle anderson strips it push ahead to brooks fast break to the basket over the top of mike conley and that's a charge mike conley has done it all 141 points by the jazz tonight the most ever in franchise history this is the number one defense versus the number seven defense in the NBA. And the series is tied at one game apiece. It is, 141 to 129. Um, offense ruled the day. <laughs> uh, there's a, num- a number of different way, uh, places that we can start here, Gordon. I will defer to you. What uh, What is the first storyline, or what are you taking first off the list uh, from that game last night? Oh, I, I think you got to go to Bogdanovich's three turnovers. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke, folks. It is an it's... ongoing joke. And, and you know what? Gordon and I watched the game together <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> and we just took barb shots back and forth, depending on who did oh, what. Where else would you start? <laughs> was there something else going on? <laughs> that was it. That was the the biggest part of the game. That's well, funny. You mentioned you mentioned the most, uh, I guess the the most significant part of what happened in the game last night. A whole lot of offense, and then of course the return of Donovan Mitchell was, which was the, the you know the main storyline, and both turned out well in favor of the Jazz. I mean, uh, Donovan Mitchell at times looked like he hadn't missed anything. And going five of ten from three was really impressive to me that he had that kind of touch after not being in a game for 40 days. And he was he was able to pick that up. Can I throw Uh, in a a controversial hot take on that note? Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing when a team is much better when its best player plays? (laughs) Amazing, <laughs> isn't yeah. that isn't that really something? It is really something. And just to add to that, like the like the spacing and the passing and the, uh, you know, you could make a laundry list of things that were just better as a result of Donovan being back in the lineup, even if he only played twenty six minutes. Right, and so not only does what he does individually that is uh, quantifiable, 
uh, a big deal, but the effect, the overall effect he has both on his teammates and on the the uh, opposition. Sure. And all of that turned in the Jazz's favor, and I think a large measure of credit goes to Donovan Mitchell for being there. And then his teammates, I mean, they shot 54%, nearly 50% from three. That's everybody joining together and lifting one another. And Donovan Mitchell's presence was a big part of that. I believe in that kind of stuff. I know some people think it's hocus-pocus. I believe in it. I think I believe in it from an emotional standpoint, and I believe in it from a physical standpoint, of what actually takes place on the court. And that Donovan's presence had a huge effect on what was going on. And, and then the other got to give the rest of the guys credit because they stepped up. They stepped up. Rudy Gobert was was really good at times. I mean, he was getting pushed around a little bit at times by Valanchunas. Oh, I thought Rudy was amazing he, last he, night. He was at 13 rebounds, four blocks, and 21 points. And those points came uh, at, a, at an important uh, over an important period for the Jazz as uh, as Memphis. I don't know what got into them in the third quarter, but uh, you would have thought the Jazz were playing the greatest team in the history of the NBA. Two thoughts on that real quick, and I'm glad this is kind of where you've steered uh, the conversation because it was not only when Rudy got those scores, it was how With Rudy. Force. Oh, dunk in your face, Rudy, which yeah. I, you know, sitting here watching these games uh, uh, all year long, as, as Tim Lacombe can attest, and, and you can too, Gordon, every time he does that, it's like, okay, he needs to do that all the time yeah. because he is a big, strong dude whose hands are getting better by the day, and I feel like he can do that more. So I thought that was important to know. And, and one a little aside with that, yeah. that one dunk that he had, you have oftentimes brought up the idea, how will Rudy do when there's a defender between him and the basket? On that one two-handed dunk he had, there were two guys there. They yep. were off to the side a yep. little bit, but they were right there in the neighborhood. But he found the angle. And Rudy yeah. came right through him mm-hmm. and just dunked with a vengeance. And that lifted the whole team. Not only was it the two points, okay, so you can count it up, but it was also the way he did it yep. and the way the guys then responded to that. Cool stuff. I Even though he makes a lot of them, I, I still kind of wince a little bit when I see the fancy pants layup. It's like if, there, if there's a guy between you and the basket, make him make a decision. You're either going to put him on Sports Center by dunking in his face, or he's going to foul you. And since they're inside the restricted area, those are the only two choices of the defender. And he needs to force that issue as much as possible. Quickly on your third quarter note, because that was really something. Memphis yeah. scored eight, or excuse me, fifteen possessions in a row. I mean, they. How often do you see they that? They came out ready to roll and focused, and and we'll get to defense today because that was a big part of the story. But Rudy. At the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter, made play after play stemming that tide. And that was some tide. I and mean, how about giving some of the guys who are feeding them the ball credit, too? But I'm, I'm talking defensively. I mean, oh, he, made okay. pl- he made play after play. And, you know, John Morant's a, a, a difficult one to talk about, Gordon, because he got wherever he wanted to go on the floor. And you, you can't put Rudy on Ja one on one. So you can't put the entire onus on Rudy Gobert. So that begs the question, what is what is the solution with John Morant? And I I don't know. I don't know that there there is a good one because and here's what concerns me, Gordon. This was my big talking point yesterday, mm-hmm. talking about what are the Jazz gonna do when Donovan Mitchell coming back changes a lot of things, but it doesn't change that. And they're going to have to figure that out at some point in the series. And I thought, okay, we'll see an adjustment to game two. And it got worse. Yes. 
Like, way worse. And the Jazz scored a ton of points. They outstay, outscored them. But at some point in this series, they're going to have to figure out something. I mean, you gotta you you got to keep them under 40. Well, you can't shoot 50% <laughs> and 54% from the floor. But why did he, day? though? Because he got anywhere he wanted to go. Yeah. I mean, look, but at I'm, he ta- got but it I'm his... talking about the Jazz and okay. countering what John Moran was doing. Okay, I see what you're and saying. And they Excuse tried me. to foul him. Uh, I don't know if they were trying to, but they were fouling him. He took 20 free throws last night. How often does that happen? Well, see, and that's way out of that. That's way out of character for the Jazz defense. That's not how they've earned their reps, so to speak. But it was almost out of desperation. They had to try and do something, and they were trying to crowd him. They were trying to bump him. They were do anything because he made it look so easy when they didn't. But it, there's nothing easier than hitting 15 or 20 from the from the line. So I they need to figure out something. That's going to be that's going to be an issue going forward in a in a seven game series. I think the Jazz can keep the fireworks going. Maybe not score one forty one, which by the way is a playoff franchise record. Yes, you know. But I think with Mitchell back, the offense should um, should be just fine. But at some point, at some point, they're going to have to get stops because this is the playoffs, and at some point, you always have to get stops. Well. Yeah, I mean, those celebratory moments for a guy like Dylan Brooks, uh, look what I just did. Uh, yeah, but we got it coming right back at you, is what the Jazz were saying. And that's exactly what they did. After they got <laughs> they got just whipped up in the third quarter, they outscored the Grizzlies in the fourth and, and preserved their victory. But if they had start, started missing shots... Uh, They've been that, in real that trouble. Game could have turned around in, yep. a, in a way that you know both teams shot the ball really well. So we'll see if the Jazz can keep that up. I've heard some people say, "Ah, uh, see what happens when the Jazz are full and complete and connected again. They the the, the Grizzlies can't stay up with them uh, at their own offensive end." But I don't know. That's those some of those shots they were making look pretty easy. So the Grizzlies' 129 points is actually a franchise high for opponents' points scored in the playoffs in a win. So what I said about the Jazz's defense before this series started, namely that uh, Rudy Gobert is really good and everybody else is kind of just sort of average, uh, and people looked at that fourth-rated defense in the NBA as though it was a real accomplishment, Um, I— I, I think that these vulnerabilities are 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 cropping up, and I, I don't I don't see an answer. Uh, Quinn Snyder is really smart at devising strategies, but what do you do when a guy is too quick or too big for whoever you're putting on him? What do you do? Well, what can you do? I mean, double him, triple him? Well, I hate to say this, Gordon, but you got to do something, and you can only <laughs> play the hand that you're dealt. And if you're Quinn Snyder. You've been put in your position for just these such of occasions. You got to go out there and tape it together. Figure it out. And and I don't know what that is, Gordon. I you know maybe they go with remember the night that uh, the Trey Young uh, for when the Hawks were in town and he only had three points on that night that you'd bet he'd go for fifty. And, and <laughs> I, I don't. It was 40 I, I don't. <laughs> I don't bring up that game just to have a laugh over that. But uh, remember what they did that night. They they. Doubled him as soon as he crossed 
half court and made him give up the ball and then denied him for the rest of the entire possession. You know, I don't. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's it's really dropping back. Although he hit some threes last night, which which makes that tough when you go under on the pick and roll. I I'm not so sure, but I know that they don't have uh, anybody athletic enough to stay in front of him. Yeah. And, so, and so you, but you got to figure it out because you're not just going to say, you know what, Memphis, have this series, go right ahead. We got nothing for you. That's not that's not an option. Part of the problem is that you've got it's not just him. Brooks was obviously capable last night. Valanciunas had some moments, and so it's not like you can desert everybody else in order to build right. a wall around Morant. Yeah, there's no perfect there's no perfect solution. But, but I, I really think what you said is right. Uh, it's worth the gamble. To try to try, some people say let the star player get what he's going to get and limit everybody else. I think in this case they have to they have to jam up John Morant in a way that uh, knocks him off his stride a little bit. And and then if somebody else scores twenty five or twenty, so be it. Uh, so be it. Yeah. Um, I still am not convinced what we're seeing from Dylan Brooks is real. The joke may be on me on that one because he's had two real. two good games in a row. So, but I I would take my chances with somebody like Dylan Brooks over John Morant. Yeah, but Jonas Valanciunas makes them unique too because he's a whole different problem to deal with. And in this case, he takes the focus of your defensive player of the year. Yeah. So <laughs> you're counting it, on to cover everybody else when you can't. And Derek Favors is a fine player in the preamble. But when Rudy goes off the floor, the other team takes big-time advantage of it, and that includes Valanciunas, who who really is just too big for Derek Favors. Did you say that Favors is a nice guy? Well, we joked about how everybody makes that point, and they always put the preamble of he's a he's a fine player, but he's not Rudy Gobert, right, right. you know, because nobody wants to come at and Derek, yet inclu- was- including me. But Jonas Valanciunas is huge. Yes, he is, and he took advantage of Derek. And he's and he's physical. Knows how to use those elbows. Yeah, but see, when he comes off the floor, the Jazz feast, you know. So they've got their problems too, right? John Morant played the whole second half. So when you can't sub, that doesn't work really well in a seven-game series. Where's Tony Bradley when you need him? Yeah, don't the Jazz know that when you can't sub? It's tough. It's it's tough to to get your guys and go, you know what? We're going to need you to play the whole game. <laughs> Look down the bench. Look what's down there. It's not you. It's not even close. We're going to need you to play. It's called the, the Tom Thibodeau strategy. <laughs> it's called playoff basketball. That's what it is. Yeah, you shorten the rotation. You, you certainly do. And that, uh, to bring this conversation full circle, that is another thing where the Jazz benefit – from having Donovan Mitchell back is everybody goes back to their chosen role mm-hmm. and everybody's playing the right amount of minutes eventually because Donovan only played 26 last night. And you don't have to dip down to Mieoni and Trent Forrest and these guys who are just not playoff rotational players yet. It's just They're just not there. And uh, whereas the rest of the rotation has experience and has come through for the Jazz at various times. What did you think when uh, Donovan Mitchell went out for that uh, spell before he came back midway through the fourth? Oh, I thought what everybody else did. You know, you think, oh man, hope he didn't, hope he didn't tweak it. But apparently, he was just keeping it warm. At least that's what he's saying. Wow. 
He well, came in and finished the game. He did, and that was uh, encouraging for the Jazz. So we'll see where it goes from here, man. Memphis is good. We How many times when we were watching the game last night did we say that to each yeah, other? Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're well coached. This is a good young team. Yep. And they know how to play. And and they don't they don't shrink away. I mean, it, it isn't. Watch out for the Memphis Grizzlies over the next five years. And I think you mentioned it yesterday, Jake. That they need they need another piece, maybe a strong a couple, piece. Mm-hmm. But, maybe a veteran. But yeah, but but they they have they have some very nice players and uh, one very difficult, almost impossible to guard guy. Well, like we said, if he ever gets into the high 30s from three, look out. Yeah. I mean, and and what I mean by that, last night, Gordon, we saw him when the Jazz went under on the screens can a couple of threes. It's there. It is. It's there. So if he's got uh, the work ethic and gets the right coaching, I mean, he whew, sky's the limit. However, keep an eye because think about as well as the Jazz played offensively last night, Think about how good they're going to be when Bogey stops turning the ball over. Unstoppable. Yeah. Because because when that happens, they're going to go. They're going to score 160. Look out! <laughs> All right, uh, let's get out to the zone. Coach. Oh, coach, he's dribbling. He's dribbling. He's looking for someone to pass to. Bogey had a good game last I night. And I'm kidding. You. I'm he's, kidding. He's, he's the only one who's had a good series so far. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my new favorite drop. <laughs> Every good move he made last night, Jake looks over at me. He's no good, is he? Like I said, we were trading jabs back and forth. I thought it was a bit of fun. I actually thought we had a lot of fun watching the game uh, last night. Well, you mixed him in too. Yeah, it was, yeah. and Scotty was in watching. Yeah, we had a we had a fun group watching the games. That was uh, that was great. All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he's our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. First off, Andrew, how are you, sir? How are things? I am doing well. How are you guys feeling? Good after last night, probably. Oh yeah, I think uh, people. Uh, Feeling a little bit better to see the Jazz playing like the Jazz again. Jake's tired, though, Andrew. I, I've got a newborn, Andrew, and oh. uh, combined late playoff starts with a newborn baby, and I am um, need a lot of caffeine. Yeah, yeah. I'm dry- oh, I have my coffee right here. Hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, but hey, you know, maybe there is another area of life, uh, another aspect uh, that our listeners are dealing with out there that you can really help with. Yeah, and we have helped a lot of guys. If you're out there frustrated in the bedroom uh, to any level, actually, maybe you're feeling like you're a little too young, uh, you're too healthy to have any form of ED or erectile dysfunction, it's pretty normal. Uh, Our technology at Wasatch Medical is uh, so clinically proven at this point that I can't even keep up with the amount of studies that are coming uh, coming out saying we can regrow blood vessels in this part of the body totally safely, pretty quickly. Uh, it basically uses pressure waves that agitate blood vessels just a little bit so that they regrow. And we do a few sessions over two to three weeks. We've basically seen guys turn back the clock in the bedroom, get the intimacy back and rely a lot less or not at all on the pill. So just a few treatments, turn back the clock, as you say, you can get that spontaneity back into your relationship. 
Yep. Clinical study after clinical study says three weeks is the magic number for treatments. I think everyone's a little bit different, but that's about right. So that would be mid-June, end of June. You guys could be done. Think about that. We can do anything for two or three weeks, (laughs) and the results are worth it. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call. Get on the schedule because uh, and you always do uh, very great things for our listeners and, and really uh, incentivize and take uh, kind of the risk out of everything. Yeah, guys generally want to learn about this. Ask questions. Uh, you can call us and we'll do the initial assessment and screening uh, and question and answer with the doctor. He'll test your blood vessels. We do it all free. If you decide to go forward with treatments, we've got a Memorial Day sale going on right now that's 500 bucks off. So that's pretty cool as well. It's the first step in getting rid of the ED. Uh, call us. It's all no charge. All right. Memorial Day sale. All right. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. There you go. Give him a call today. Andrew's going to be hanging out with us uh, throughout the show. Gordon, speaking of late nights. We have some game times for some football games coming up and some other college football news we'll get to straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. The Jazz even their series with the Grizzlies at one game apiece thanks to a win, 141 to 129. Donovan Mitchell was back, and he led the team in scoring with 25, including 5 of 10 from 3. Donovan talked about what it felt like to come back. I feel good. You know, I've, I've put myself in, you know, kind of treacherous situations to come back and be ready for, you know, playoff intensity. And, you know, felt better than I anticipated. And, you know, just... As a whole, I think the biggest thing is the team. We just did a lot of good things tonight. You know, I think um, Mike had 15 assists tonight. Like, man, 20 and 15. Rudy had 21 and 13. Like, we did a lot of really good things. So it made my job, you know, easier. I didn't have to come in and just do everything. Like, you know, I was able to just kind of find my spots and attack and just and, and kind of just do what I do. And my teammates made it really easy for me. The Jazz now travel to Memphis. Uh, game three coming your way on Saturday night. Tip-off will be at 7.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30. This update is brought to you by Sound Sleep Men- or uh, excuse me, Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner at Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone Band of the Day. Today is The Doors, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Let's move on with the split story of the day, brought to you by Soundsleep Medical. Do you snore at night, or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Soundsleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundsleepMedical.com. Um, I'm I'm tired getting this little of sleep with my newborn in the playoffs, Gordon. I can't imagine how tired I'd be without my oral device from Soundsleep Medical. So. Oh. Oh, yeah. It could be worse, I guess, uh, is what I'm saying. All right, Gordon, uh, some some college football uh, news, uh, a couple of different things. First of all, we have some game times. Specifically, we have a game time for the BYU-Utah game on September 11th in Provo. Have you seen the game time yet? I have the schedule here, but I haven't looked at the time. Scotty, uh, Scotty did this on his show. You haven't looked at it? No. He did this with hands. I thought it was okay. kind of funny. Over under the start time, 7.30. Is it later or earlier? Later. Austin, have you seen it? No. Later or earlier than 7.30. BYU-Utah game, Saturday, September 11th. Later. Yeah, it's later. How much? 9.30. 8.15. So it's late. not in the afternoons anymore. So it is not 9.30. Still late. Still late. Well, at least in September, it's a little nicer out. It's going to be on ESPN. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's not like an eight fifteen start. And if it says eight fifteen, it really means probably eight thirty, which is true. I just i i the the late starts are problematic in my opinion for a variety of reasons, not just weather related. It's unfair to the fans. It's unfair to the fans. I I know the coaches hate it because they have to keep their team. <laughs> occupied for the entire day. They'd rather get up, eat, warm up, play, and as opposed to, you know, fart around at the hotel all day. You know what it reminds me of? It re- and, and it reminds me of racehorses who are, uh, you know, keyed up to run, and they got to load them into the gate, and they're all amped up, and some of them are jumping around and kicking and whatnot. Yeah, they're, they want to play. They want to get going. Uh, how about while we're young? And but it's really bad for the fans. But you know nobody cares about the fans. No, they don't because the fans, for the most part, continue to show up. At least in Utah's case, and BYU's for that matter. I think it's inconvenient for them when you think about the distance some fans travel to go to those games, and plus you got to get out of the place afterward, and that takes a long time sometimes, and. And then, and then, folks got to drive a you know a considerable way to get back home. Well, if the game kicks at, at let's say eight thirty, then it's going to be over, what, twelve midnight, mm-hmm. and you got a traffic jam, and you get you know you get home at two in the morning, maybe later, depending upon where you live. So we found out some other game times, although not very many. We found out some uh, networks uh, when it comes to Utah as well. Uh, let's see, the game against San Diego State on September the 18th. Gordon is going to be at 5 p.m., so that's nice, yeah. on CBS Sports Network. Uh, let's are there see any games at 1 p.m.? We don't know yet. Um, the vast majority we are, are TBD. We know the game November 5th is going to be on FS1 against Stanford at 8.30. 
That's a good and time to start a football game. That's pretty much it. I'd rather have 10 a.m. Oh, way rather have 10 a.m. Yeah. Coaches would, too. I bet, I bet fans would, although not the fans that really like to get tuned up at the tailgate, I suppose. <laughs> they like... <laughs> they got to start early. They'd like a little extra start time. the night before. I suppose. So, um, uh, then the other piece of college football news, uh, Rice-Eccles Stadium is going to be a full-bore attendance. BYU announced uh, the same the other day. And it looks like everybody's planning, Gordon, for a, uh, a normal fall and getting fans back in the stands watching college football in this state again. Everybody get vaccinated. Everybody can load in there. And we can go back to normal. We have your permission. Have you ever gotten tuned up, as you said, uh, before a football game as a fan? Uh, I have, yeah. And did you enjoy the football experience better or worse? Way better. Really? Can you keep track of what's going on? I'm not I, I'm not on acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can keep track of what's going on. Like, like how, 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 how far gone were you? I don't know. I, I was fine. I wasn't like. I mean, could you keep track of what was going on on the? Yes, on the field? of course. Again, I'm not like vomiting in the stands, but it, you have a few beers in the tailgate before going in. Yeah, it, it improves the experience. Okay, I just for checking. You? I no, no, I've never done that. Never done that. It's an entirely different experience, I'll tell you that, than sitting in a, a dusty old, old press box, press box uh, minding my own business. It's an entirely different experience there. I always get a kick out of people when you're heading into the press box. They say, have have a good time. Have a good time. Uh, that That's like somebody saying uh, when, when you're picking up your hammer or your pick to head into the salt mine, have a good time. I love it how you always like to compare your occupation to salt mining for some reason, as if like the 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 amount of labor that goes into both is is somehow comparable. Come on, I'm going for sympathy here. Knock it off. Will sorry, you sorry. Did I, no, I didn't mean to point that out? I, I, we love what we do. We do. We do. There's a reason I didn't become a miner. Well, some people, that's their career. I know, and they are tougher, uh, more disciplined people than I. Yes, they are. That's a fact. Yeah. So, you know, whatever time, at least it's football. We can go watch football again, and fans can enjoy themselves and and, and feel that bit of normalcy back. And uh, if the last year, tragic as it has been for some families, for those who have made it through, uh, you know, maybe maybe the appreciation for what they can quote unquote normally do will be greater. Well, here, here, I think a lot of people feel that way, and I think that's part of the reason the, this building was had a little extra juice to it over the mm. past uh, couple of Good playoff point. games. Yep. I think people are are excited, uh, appreciating it more. Um, if you're uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at Christian Roberts Mortgage, if you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing 
in jumbo loans. We'll have more straight ahead. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz even the series on Wednesday, and now both teams will go back to the chalkboard defensively. Two of the best defensive teams in the league, and no one could get stops on Wednesday night. So will one of these two teams figure out a defensive answer? Can the Jazz slow down John Morant? Can Memphis slow down the multiple Jazz options? We'll find out Saturday. Tip-off at 7.30. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.30. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Confirmation. We just got it. We're moving Sam up an hour. Sam's going to join us top of the 3 o'clock hour, obviously. Covering the playoffs, uh, Sam's schedule a little bit fluid, so he's going to go a little early uh, this week, which, of course, no problemo when it comes to our good friend Sam Amick. We want to remind you to join Hans and Scotty coming up tomorrow from 10 to 2 at ARUP. 9786 South, 500 West. Come save a life and donate some blood. You will receive a gift card and jazz gear for your donation. So help them out at A-R-U-P. Jake, you went to your go-to tonight, The Doors. Love The Doors. Yes, they are a go-to for me, 100%. Sometimes they're a little gloomy. Sometimes they're upbeat. They're kind of all over, you know. It's it's like uh, I'm I'm a, a little bit uh, a little bit tired today, but not like – so I'm not – I'm looking for something upbeat, but I'm not in a good mood. Does that make any sense? <laughs> do you uh, do you feel like you were born a couple decades too late? No, no, no. I I enjoy the decade in which I was born, but I can appreciate things that came before. How about if, that? If you were going to enjoy the doors in in your most enjoyable years of enjoying them, then you would have had to have been born in what about 1950. So you're 18 in 1968? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's probably yeah, about right. not saying that 18 is the prime of life. No, 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 but, but that's right there. You know, we're kind of— Young indeed. enough to really get into it, old enough not to be overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Anyway, yeah, I always like the Doors. Jim Morrison, one of those, like, mysterious figures of rock history that makes, you know, more intriguing, I guess. He did some pretty uh, controversial things on stage. You know, he made uh, a lot of money and never spent any of it. Like, never bought a, never even bought a car. Really? Yeah. That is that is mysterious. He he had like an apartment above the studio there in L.A. and obviously he uh, he indulged. He was uh, he liked the drink, so to speak. So you know, spent some money there, but never like. Was a lavish houses, cars, never any of that. Hmm. All right. Well, I did not know that. You wrote, you read his auto, his biography. No, I read you? a biography about them. Yeah. I don't think Jim ever wrote an autobiography. No, I'm in a biography. Uh, yeah, I read one called "No One Here Gets Out Alive," which is pretty good. It was it, it was the basis for the Oliver Stone movie. Hmm. If you ever saw the Oliver Stone movie, where Val Kilmer was a surprisingly good Jim Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw that whole movie. Just dropped in for bits and pieces of it. It's amazing how many movies you consume that way. Yeah, 
Well, I'm a busy man. I don't have time really to. But uh, I guess in today's day and age, it's it's because I guess I don't really channel surf anymore. I used to have that when I would channel surf. Like I'd drop in for a piece of the movie and then I'd go to commercial and I'd flip to something else and maybe come back to it. But now I just, usually I, I stream it if I'm watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you find, what do you like best about The Doors? Uh, well, I think that, uh, hmm, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I think uh, the, the lyrics are often interesting and, and thought provoking, but, uh, the, the basis of the band who was Robbie Krieger and Ray Manzarek, Ray Manzarek played the, uh, keyboard organ, but also played the bass organ. He played two position, uh, two instruments in the, in the band at the same time, which I think is pretty cool. But then Robbie Krieger is an extremely gifted guitar player and some the sound they make when the three of those and john desmore the densmore the drummer is also quite good but it's really those like three the melding of those three minds and then i do think that there is something to like a band ending toward its peak i mean the doors kind of their last album wasn't as successful as some of the previous ones but like you know the band just ending, not petering out. Does that make any sense? Not not surviving to do the retirement tours and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's what almost everybody does these days. But the like one thing I I I'm not sure that I have gotten to appreciate or really like all that much is the heavy organ play. Oh, I love the organ. I know, I know, I know. People do. Some people do, but it's not my. It's not my version. Well, what we just heard, you know, that's obviously a classic song, but the the heavy organ piece is not my favorite part. Then they have like, uh, I mean, sometimes you don't you just want to listen to a sad song. I mean, they have a number of those to select from. I mean, it, it just the doors provoke different emotions. I okay, guess. all right, fair enough. Like if you listen to "This Is the End," what a what a heavy song. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, a sad song for me is like bluer than blue, but no, not exactly deep. Just sad. Not really. Just I'm bluer than blue. That's like, that's like cheesy. Sad. That's not even <laughs> cheesy. Oh, I like cheese. It, it's like, hey, 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 son, how you feeling? Well, I sure am blue, Dad. <laughs> Not sophisticated enough for you. I don't know. In its sadness. You know, I guess. I guess well, I'm feeling a little blue, Dad. <laughs> I got a C on my math test. Think about how sad and how blue the Jazz would have felt had they lost last. Wow, night. look at you. Just think about how blue you'd feel if uh, you were struggling with your relationship with an entirely treatable problem. That's where my friend well, Andrew I'd from be, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Uh, comes Andrew, in. I'd be bluer than blue, sadder than sad. <laughs> Yes, and I'll tell you what, uh, avoid the blue pill and get back to normal <laughs> in the bedroom. You, Andrew, he is a pro, man. That's <laughs> a radio pro. Yeah. It's almost like you scripted it, isn't it? No. Yeah. <laughs> you made it happen. You've done this before. Yeah, no, you, but it really is about you know getting back to normal and avoiding taking things that treat the symptoms. And I think that's the big attraction, guys, is uh, they come to us, they don't want to deal with the headaches. They don't want to deal with not knowing if the pill will work, when it will work, what side effects are coming the next day. Our technology at Wasatch Medical proven to improve circulation. 
blood flow, blood flow. That's what it's all about. And we've helped a lot of couples turn back the clock in the bedroom. You know, it's pretty ridiculous what guys have been putting up with for years, not just the ED, but the treatment and the side effects are, are just no fun at all. Yeah. If ED wasn't bad enough, then you add the side effects on top of it, and it kind of makes the problem worse. And so many guys, we hear from them daily that say, this has been a problem for a long time. I didn't know how to address it. I ordered some supplements, or I did a few things that didn't really work, and the relationship is what suffers uh, when we improve that intimacy, it has a huge and positive ripple effect on the relationship. 801-901-8000, that's the number to call. Get on the schedule, and, of course, you uh, get in to see the doctor for free. But, Andrew, if some uh, guys out there have been on the fence a little bit about it, now is a terrific time. Use it as an excuse because you're doing a Memorial Day deal. We are. You get $500 off treatments right now. Call us today to qualify for that. And the assessment and exam and blood flow ultrasound with our doctor to kind of get started is totally free with absolutely no obligation. Awesome. 801-901-8000. Call now. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Sam Amick jumps on uh, the show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.